Welcome to the Power Couples Rock podcast, where our mission is to build a collective community of marriages, where we encourage, inspire, and support one another in order to have masterful marriages. We're Carlos, Catherine, Chris, and Sonia. Please check us out, powercouplesrock.com, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We believe that one of the most amazing legacies we can leave in life is a great marriage. So we hope you'll listen, learn, and love the conversation. Let's power up. Good day, Power Couples. This is Carlos and Catherine Green of Power Couples Rock. Hey, what's up, Power Couples? We hope you guys have enjoyed listening to many of our podcasts, but today is a special day for us. We've got what we consider our brothers and sisters in Christ that are here with us. They are VIPs to us. They are amazing teachers and pastors. They live here in the Nashville, Tennessee area, and we are so honored, humbled, and blessed to have them as our special guests on the podcast today. Right, Catherine? I am super excited. We go a long way. We go a long way back. We spent some late night hours with these individuals. They've been pouring into us for years Mm. and years. We've done seminars and workshops and everything together. We've just all been on this marriage journey for a long time, and we are so grateful to have them. So tell them who we have. Well, we this particular episode, we're actually doing couples in ministry together. And we have our great friends, pastors, Alvin and Victoria Parker of True Word Christian Center. Say hello to our Power Couples Rock community, people. Hello, Power Couples. Hello, Power Couples. Woo. Woo. What's up? I know. Victoria sounds good, Ooh, doesn't she? We Say that the... again, Victoria. Hello, Power Couple. Oh, watch out. Watch out. I love that. We may have a late night show now. Yes, I love that. But they are an amazing couple, and they've been in ministry together for several years. So what we like to do is to begin our podcast by wanting to know how you guys met and how long you guys have been married. Well, we met um, working together. Um, we used to work at the same place at one point, and um, he kind of, you know, tried to talk to me a little bit, and I ignored him and didn't want anything <laughs> to do with him. But uh, he's like, he says all the time, I'm like Steve Urkel, I'm wearing you down, girl. You down. <laughs> so finally he got me to say yes to hang out with him a little bit, and it went on from there, and we've been together for 22 years. Wow, congratulations. How long did you guys date? Before you got married, six months. Six months. Wow. So you didn't say six years. No, six months. Six months. Six months we dated. If you find the right one, it don't take long. Wow. How did you know she was the one? Yes. It was the thing for me is when I didn't realize it then, but the Holy Spirit was leading me. When I thought about spending the rest of my life with Victoria, there was no fear. There was no trepidation. Nothing. It was just total peace. And I I understand now that the peace is the leading, but I had, you know, no reservations whatsoever about being the, being her husband and being married to her for the rest of my life. And, and anybody that tried to talk me out of it, I I stopped talking to them because my, I'm literally, because you knew my mind was made up. I knew in my heart she was the one. So what were people saying to say, wait a minute, you 
just met this woman and six months later you're planning a wedding. What was uh you too young. I was twenty five at the time and I just gotten out of a bad relationship or I wouldn't even call it a relationship, mm-hmm. but people and then there were people I think had some reservations about their own decision of getting married young and they just thought I would feel the same way, but I didn't. Because again, when I thought about spending the rest of my life with her, it was it was just total peace. Mm-hmm. And so I knew, man, she's she's the one. So for you, Victoria, you've got this guy, you guys have been dating, and he says, I want you to be my wife. Six months? How did you respond to that? I was a little shocked when he asked me to marry him. Um, well, I was surprised the day he asked me, but we had already been having conversations about it. Um, about spending the rest of our lives with each other. And so like him, well, he wasn't, but I had been in a relationship for a couple of years and was actually engaged. And I broke that engagement off like two months before I met him. So you can imagine what people were thinking. They was like, girl, you just like <laughs> jumping for <laughs> Exactly. Rebounding. Like, like six months ago. And are you really serious about this? But, you know, I was... Excited about it, too, because I never had a man to treat me the way he did. And so that made all the difference in the world. And then when we, you know, started dating, one of the things that we talked about in the beginning was we need to find a good local church together. Mm. Because it was important to me that when we got up in the morning, we were going to the same local church. Mm. He was willing to do that. He was willing to go with me to find a local church. He was willing to. Um, go to marriage counseling and things of that nature. And some guys didn't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to hear going to marriage counseling. But I, w- I knew that that was important to start it off in the right direction. And uh, But truth be told, his his mother and sister actually asked me to marry them before he did. Yeah. What? Actually, <laughs> yes. what? So they were loving you yes. when they yes. met you. The family was <laughs> awesome, too, because he was like in looking for a new position, a job or something, and was actually thinking about moving back to his hometown. And his mom got really excited. He was like, oh, my gosh, you guys are moving to Chattanooga. And I'm like, uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything. I'm not packing up and moving without being married to anybody. Because he hadn't put a ring on hadn't it yet. Hadn't put a ring on it yet. <laughs> No. <laughs> or walk down the aisle. It's more than just putting the ring on it. That's we got right. to walk down the aisle and make this and connection. Say, That's yes, right. And yeah. sign those and licenses. So, okay. yes. And they looked at me and they looked at him and said, well, will you marry us? <laughs> <laughs> True story. True story. True story. Yeah. So, wow. Well, I know Victoria's character and uh, just how a wonderful one woman she is and a woman of God. And yes, so absolutely. I can imagine that God wouldn't have put you in her place and that you guys would have connected so soon just because of who she is. Well, you know, I tell the church all the time, I said, I really believe God appeared to my wife in a vision and said, I got something for him to do and he needs some help. Will you just help him? I'll make it up. Just just help the boy. He really needs some help. (laughs) She hadn't told me yet, but I just think (laughs) because when I think about what, you know, like Proverbs 18 says that he that finds a wife Finds a good thing. Finds a good thing and yeah, obtains favor yes. from the Lord. And mm-hmm. so I look at her and I say, man, that's my good thing. She's oh, my favor. Oh, I love it. And so the things that I've been able to do, I've learned a lot from her. How God has favored me with such a wonderful wife in, in every way. So that's, you know, I'm so appreciative. 
Gotcha. To him for her. Yeah. God picked somebody suitable in your place. Oh, he knew I needed her. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody else would fit. You know, like those Lego paws, some stuff just don't fit. (laughs) She fit. Nobody else. Perfectly now. Made just for me. Perfectly. Taylor made. Oh, I love it. Taylor made. (laughs) But you all did, because I remember when we were all kind of hanging out together when we were here in Nashville, you all were very intentional about your relationship and not only about your relationship, but you are very intentional about your knowledge of the word. Absolutely. And I believe that that was a very strong tie that brought you guys together as well. Cause you were doing it together. Can mm-hmm. you all comment on that at all? Yeah. Well, when we were dating and well, after he proposed, you know, I was in a local church he came to visit the local church and was like, no, this isn't it. And so we went on a, a quest together. And interestingly enough, you guys were instrumental in that because mm-hmm. we had watched you guys. And then Carlos invited us to come to the church mm-hmm. and we came and we loved the pastor. Mm-hmm. And that's what we tell people a lot of times. You're not looking for a church. You're looking for a pastor. And I had a pastor that was feeding us even before we got married and the counseling that he gave us is still what we use for counseling today for America. Yeah. Wow. So let me go on and get a shameless plug. (laughs) Shout out to Dr. Marvin T. Smith. Marvin T. Smith. (laughs) Dr. Marvin T. Smith. He He taught us how to be married. Yeah. What, What are some of those gems or tools or skills that he talked about? That you guys use today. Yeah. Oh, that we still use today. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in our marriage counseling um, sessions or premarital counseling, and then if people come that have already gotten married, we'll use those same tools. But we have several different categories. One is we talk about finances. Mm-hmm. We talk about um, the out, purpose. The hunt, uh, purpose of marriage. Yep, the purpose of marriage, in laws, and outside influences in the mm-hmm. marriage. We talk about communication. We spend a lot of time talking about communication because that's the key to your marriage. I mean, my husband and I talk about everything. Everything. Nothing Mm -hmm. is off limits. There's no secrets. There's nothing under the carpet. We discuss everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. And that has been the, the, the milestone or maybe the cornerstone of our marriage is, you know, one, the communication, and two, divorce is not an option. Mm-hmm. So we, whatever it is, we got to figure it out and work mm-hmm. it out because divorce isn't an option. Mm-hmm. And so we teach that in our marriage counseling sessions. You got to be persuaded that no matter what goes on, divorce is not an option. And the way to have that not be an option is to allow when you don't agree the word is the final authority. Mm-hmm. So you let the word settle all indifference. But if you're being led by the Holy Spirit and you're in that word, then divorce would never be the option anyway. Never. Correct. Right? Never. Absolutely. Being the husband and the wife, knowing your roles and knowing Absolutely. how to serve right. each other, Absolutely. it wouldn't be an option. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. You're mm-hmm. not That's even right. thinking about it. Right. All you're thinking about is how to please the father. I think a big part of marriage is it's not a complicated thing. Mm -hmm. Everything uh, revolves around your relationship with the father and your appreciation for one another. We read in Ephesians 5 all the time when he says we're flesh of his flesh and bone of his bones. You get down to the to the 32nd verse or so where 
Paul says, but I'm speaking, this is a great mystery, but mm-hmm. I'm speaking concerning Christ in the church. Mm-hmm. And I think people miss a big part of that, that the key to marriage is modeling the relationship between Christ and the church, who you are in him. When I know who I am in him and I know how much he loves me, I understand one thing that my wife is not only part of the my body, but she's part of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So if I dishonor her, I dishonor him. Mm-hmm. So you're not having an identity crisis then? Never. Because Ever. I know exactly who I am in him. And so that allows me to love him, love her like Christ loved the church. If I don't know how Christ loved the church, I'll mistreat my wife. Mm-hmm. See, I, if I don't know how much Christ gave himself for me, that's my job as a husband, to love my wife like Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. So there's no selfishness in that. Mm. And because I understand that his love has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost, not my love, but his love, I know how to tap into that love by faith and live it out. But that's the only way you can truly love your wife. Only way. Because you're selfish apart from that. Other, because that's the, the thing you think about is yourself. Yeah, that's, that's all you're it. thinking about. But if you actually have your focus on Christ and how he loved the church, that as the model, as a template, yep. then you can't do anything but to love her the way that he loves the church. That's exactly right. And what it what it does too, Carlos, I think for a lot of men, because some men are afraid to be married because they don't think they could be faithful. And the biggest thing that I hear from gentlemen in some barbershop conversations is I never had anybody to model being a husband to me. And so they're afraid to do that because we learn from things that we see, especially men, we're very image driven. But when you understand how the word gives you the proper image of a husband, Christ gives you that image. It doesn't matter if you if you saw bad marriages growing up. Christ showed you how to be married and how he loved the church. Mm -hmm. And if you'll accept that by faith, that that's my image and that the Holy Ghost will teach me that and show me how to love that way, then you can do that. When we first got married, and this is not a slam on our parents, it's just a reality. My my dad never remarried. My mom was on her second marriage. Her parent, Both her parents were on their third marriage. So we knew what we didn't want. Mm-hmm. 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 But we didn't know how to <laughs> right. build what we desired. Right. And if it wasn't for the local church and having a pastor to teach us how to be married, one, and then two, in that local church, which you guys invited us to, there were people there with strong marriages, not perfect marriages, mm-hmm. on, strong man. marriages, mm-hmm. and having that in the local church. while community. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the local church is the community. Mm-hmm. And so, and we're like precious faith. And you're right. We had to, we built that community mm-hmm. by people reaching out. And having that and realizing, I never will forget, you know, the times we would get potlucks together and we started some fried chicken. Fried chicken. When I ate chicken, I got the grease. You got to get that macaroni and cheese. Yep. (laughs) And then everybody, we would have that meal. And then all of a sudden, these conversations start popping off like popcorn. And I can remember sitting there thinking, oh, okay, I'm not crazy. We just learning how to be married. And that's so comforted me because I could see what Dr. Smith had taught us. And then I could see people actually applying that to their lives and realize, okay, this is a learning process. And if we'll stay with it, we'll make it to the other side. 
And so that's the beauty of it to me is one, having a pastor to teach us how to be married. Mm -hmm. And then two, having other strong marriages around it. We, where we could talk, you know, how many times have we sat in the car and just laughed and then like, okay, I got to go. I got to go to work in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go to work in two hours. Yeah. (laughs) That's critical. Or being vulnerable and wrong. Yeah. 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 Got to find somebody you can. Now you can't do that yeah. with everybody. Right. No, exactly. you cannot. Yeah, that's right. And know that when you talk, that it stays there, mm. and then somebody that will point you back to the word and not how they feel in their opinion. Yeah. That that is so critical. Yeah. critical. So I, we're talking about couples in ministry together, and you already can tell by this couple that they truly know the word of God, and I can testify that they truly live. The word of God. Now, you all went to some local churches, but then I think God stirred your hearts Mm -hmm. to say, hey, we need to actually open up a space where other non-believers or those believers that are hungry Mm -hmm. looking for the word that they could come to and truly get fed like you're already feeding us here. Walk us through that story. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Do you want to start? Uh, uh, you start. <laughs> well, you know, we, we were part of a local church and plugging in there and God said, you know, it's time for you, you know, because our services were no longer needed there by decision of the leader. And God said, OK, I want you to I want you to start a local church. Mm. And so I went to her because you, at, that was a trying time for us that process of breaking away and we knew we needed to do something different. And so I spent what, 21 days fasting and Mm -hmm. praying before we made that decision. And we sat down in our bedroom Mm -hmm. because how we do things and we pulled out a poster board. We still have that poster board and we wrote everything that needed to be done to start a local church. We didn't have any money. Uh, All we had was a vision that God had given given me the vision for the church. And so after we sat down and we prayed together and we wrote all those things that we needed to do on that poster board, I'm talking about uh, IDs, I'm sorry, uh, IDs, registration, uh, charters, 501c3. And the final thing was who do do we connect ourselves to because we knew we we needed to be submitted to someone. And I knew... What do you mean, who do you connect with? Um... And why was that important? Oh, it's vital. Um, We have a pastor. We call him our spiritual father. His name's Dr. Michael P. Jacobs. I knew that if I didn't have someone to mentor me, to pour into me, that my congregation would, would lose trust. And I didn't want that. And then I knew I would get to a point to where I could not adequately feed them that they would be stunted in their growth. And that was important to me because if I'm not growing, how are they going to grow? And I didn't want that for our church. And so it was really important to me. You know, I've been, I played athletics. I've been coached all my life. Mm -hmm. I've always had a desire to be taught and to be coached and to, to know how to do things the right way. But that also sounds like that you wanted a level of accountability as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because we, we've seen what happens to not only ministers, but to people when there's no accountability there, uh, people really get hurt. And I didn't, I didn't want that on my watch. So I knew 
I needed to submit myself to someone. I just didn't know who. Mm-hmm. And one day, uh, praying in my prayer time, the Holy Ghost told me, he said, trust me to show you who to trust. Because I had been in relationships before where trust had been violated. But I knew I couldn't run from it because that would be my demise. So I, I started praying. I said, God, you know, my marriage cannot take another distrustful relationship mm. where we're submitting to someone who doesn't have our best interests at heart. Mm. Right. And so the Holy Ghost said, trust me to show you who to trust. He didn't let me be a renegade. He said, you, I got somebody <laughs> for you. Exactly. Really? Because you, you have to, I mean, pastors need to have someone that they can call and talk to and share things with and get instruction. And, you know, when you're constantly pouring out, you need to have an opportunity where you can sit somewhere and somebody pours into you. And so many times, you know, we go to special meetings and conferences that our pastor has and other people that are hooked up within our company. And we come back and we're so recharged and the congregation sees it as well. Mm. And they know it because they come back and they say, okay, pastor, be ready. Give us whatever it was that you got. <laughs> Give it to us. You yeah, know? Absolutely. And so it's important that we stay recharged. You can't just sit there and just pour out and pour out and never have someone that's been in ministry longer than you. That's mm. been submitted to God longer than you. Not a novice. That somebody, knows God better than yeah, you. Somebody that knows God, <laughs> better, somebody you won't talk back to. Yeah. <laughs> You They've been down the road right. a, a few times. Exactly, oh, yeah. exactly. Absolutely. And so it was very important, you know, to have that, you know, and when he talked about, you know, God showing us who to connect ourselves with, you know, just to talk a little bit about that is because the uh, relationship that we had come out of, it was very hurtful. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, I said, I don't know that I could do that again, you know, but man, when God sends the right person to you, it's awesome because we went to a conference. We met our pastor there, and but he had written a book called Spiritual Father, nice. Spiritual Failures. Wow. And I am not a real big book reader. I'll read my Bible. I mean, something that really has to grab me. It, I can't be too we thick know. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like a power journey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I read every bit of it. Thank it was you. awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, but I went to the hair salon and sat and I read that book and I came home and threw it on the table and I was like, you have got to read this. This is what I'm talking about because it was so balanced. Wow. It wasn't a one-sided relationship. It was like, you're the child. I'm the parent. I can call you whenever I need you. You can call me whenever you need me. Mm. And it was like, God, that's what we need. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing a pattern with you all. Uh, you all truly wait and listen to the Holy Spirit before you move on anything. You talked about even within six months, you knew that this was your wife. You got confirmation. Even when you were looking for a church to do life with, you got confirmation. You waited. And you got confirmation to do that together. Now, to have a spiritual father for the church that you all birthed, you waited until you got confirmation and did that. And I can see the fruit of your waiting. Mm -hmm. Truly see the fruit of your waiting in in your entire life. So I Mm -hmm. love that. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to cut you off, but go ahead. No, no, you're good. No, Mm -hmm. I was good. I like the way you guys, um, you wrote the vision down. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Write the vision and make it plain. Absolutely. And you guys were on one accord. And it seems that um, I, I see the the two become one, that you're living that out in all the aspects, different aspects of your life, as far as, you know, church. And I'm sure 
you guys work outside of the home too. Some at some point, are you in full time ministry together? Full time mm-hmm. full-time ministry together, and so uh, and then also with the teachings that you get, you don't just take the teachings and put it. Oh, we did that for a time and put it to the side. No. You take the teachings and you apply them. You work them, Absolutely. and uh, oftentimes we get this learning, and even we get this information, and then we don't utilize it. And I see that. You know, what, where does that hunger and desire come from to continue that even by setting up under another pastor and going, I, we need to have, be shepherded. We need to have someone else that we can go to. I mean, you're so humble in, in your, in your marriage, in your marriage and in your ministry. Well, I think it's about the call. You know, I say all the time, he, he, he was called and I was drug along with him. <laughs> I said, you tricked me. I was like, you knew all along, but no, it's about the, it's about the call uh, to me. And um, although he's, my husband is the one who answered the call because we're one, then, you know, I know that God has given me everything that I need on the inside of me to help him fulfill the vision that he's given him. Mm-hmm. And so I think that hunger comes from wanting to make sure that the people get what they need. Cause this isn't about us. It's about the people. It's about, yes. it's yes. about the people and the people getting the best life that they can have here on this side. So did you all, before you opened the church, did you already had solidified the pastor that would be pastoring you all? No. How did no. that? So you all started the church we and were looking church. for a pastor for you all. Well, oh, how did that work? We, we knew we needed to have that. And we were actually invited to a local service where we met some good friends of ours. We just had dinner with them. They've been married 35 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Shout out to Dr. Keith Rogan and Pastor <laughs> Cynthia Rogan. I'm doing a shameless plug. But they they actually came out of Dr. Jacobs Church. And he met, we met at a meeting in the back room. We were actually getting ready to go home and the pastor invited us back. She didn't want to go. And uh, I said, we're being honored. We got to go back. And so we met them and just mm-hmm. hit it off. And yeah. we started fellowshipping and, um, one day at dinner at our house, he 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 heard our story and he said, "You need to come meet my pastor. He's sweet. You you won't go through that." And the very first meeting that we met Dr. Jacobs and he stood up to preach. My the best way I could describe it was that my insides leaped. Wow, my my insides like mm-hmm. this is what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Rokin invited us back to dinner, and Dr. Jacobs so graciously answered my questions. And we, the second night, that's when she got a hold of his book. He gave it to us, and she came home and read it. And that last night, he called me up by the Spirit of God and started speaking to me. And he said, you need to find out who your spiritual father is, whoever I'm thinking. I'm looking at him if he'll have me. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so at that time, he was doing a mentoring session. He did mentoring sessions twice a month. Mm -hmm. And so we got in the car with Dr. Rogan and Pastor Cynthia, and we we drove to New Albany, Indiana, which is the other side of Louisville. And and we said, listen, I believe this is what God wants us to do. And I took my vision, everything, showed him how legitimate we was. Mm -hmm. And I sat in front of him. Finances, everything. Everything, Mm -hmm. spreadsheets, everything. And said, you know, we believe God's calling us to hook up. 
and he felt the same. It was just a fit. It's like we had been there all along, mm-hmm. and it has been absolutely wonderful ever since. And mm-hmm. it's it's tremendous. Grateful. I'm sure our li- I'm sure our listeners are saying, "Okay, give me the name of this church." <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving the voice. I'm loving what they're actually teaching here on the podcast. So, formally introduce the name of the church, where it's located, what your vision and mission is for the church. Well, the name of the church is True Work Christian Center, and we are located um, in Hermitage, Tennessee. But the address is Old Hickory. It's 4979 Old Hickory, Tennessee, 37138. It's Lebanon Pike. Lebanon Pike, yes. So we're actually in a um, strip mall mm-hmm. area for right now mm-hmm. until um, God gets us our new building out frontage. Um, and we'd love for you to come in to visit us. Where is, um, how, what's your website? Could they go to a website? www.truewordcc.org or .com. Either one will take you. And we have a Facebook page as well. Oh, tell us. Okay, great. Yeah, because yeah. we've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, on yeah. many occasions. Yeah. And <laughs> came out. With our insides leaping. <laughs> Just now, for those of you that want to hear more, there you can go and we have we have podcasts Our as podcast well on iTunes. Um, on iTunes. If you go to the church website um, and you can hear the different messages that Pastor Alvin is teaching, and I periodically teach when he's out away. Normally, it's when he's gone on a trip with our. Pastor. You be killing it too. <laughs> yes, she does. Come yes, on now. She does. Yeah. Hey, I have you a ain't filling in. You teaching? Hey, I have a good teacher. Right. Yeah. I'm excited to see what God brings out of her. (sighs) Yes. So how do you all do this? I mean, you've been at True Work Christian Center now for over 10 years at this point. Can you believe that? Over 10 years worth of ministry. Right at 15. 15? I knew it was coming close, yeah, but I didn't know exactly. The first, first Sunday in March would be 15 years. 15 years. Yes. 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 How have you all been able to work so harmoniously or have your rhythm down to work in ministry together? What does it take? If someone is looking yeah. to say, you know, I think God is calling us into ministry or doing this together. What advice would you all give that couple? Um, first, talk. Talk, talk, and talk some more. <laughs> and keep talking. And keep keep talking. talking. Communication is a big part of that being successful, along with, you know, spending time in the Word. Um, there's not much that goes on in the church that the both of us don't know about. Absolutely. Whether he started it and he fills me in, or I start something and I feel him in. Mm-hmm. We constantly are communicating about what's right for the church, what's right for us, what's right for the congregation. Um, so we spend a lot of time communicating before we start putting things into place and then watching the people, being watchful and looking. You know, the word tells us to not put novices in leadership. Mm. And so we have to, you know, watch people and, and um, make sure that they have the have our heart when it comes to leading um, in the church. And so we talk a lot about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I want to know. Oh, did you have something you want to say? Well, I, I, I think a big part of it too is our relationship. Not so much as uh, the ministry is birthed out of our personal relationships with mm-hmm. God, and then our appreciation for one another. And so that's the huge part of it for me. Uh, I, I was telling her, I said, I never 
thought about making it work. We, I just don't look at it that way. I understand what people mean when they say that, mm-hmm. but we've been so focused on helping one another that it's, it's not work to us. I understand principles have to be work. Mm-hmm. I understand order has to be in place, but it's just for us, it's an appreciation for one another and so grateful that God put us together and that things we don't have to think about because we know our love for one another and mm-hmm. our love for him. And that makes things very easy because uh, I'm a visionary. I can see things, but Victoria is a very anointed administrator. <sighs> You and can say so, that again. Yeah, I know that. And say so, that again. you know, when we started the church, I realized that I lacked in those skills. And she has been instrumental. And so I can I can come out of prayer and say, this is what God showed me, what needs to be done. And I could do the framework. I had to learn that her questions were not to frustrate me. Her questions were so that she could take what was inside of me and put legs to it. And so, That's and I good. had to learn that God That's was good. trying to help me and teach me. That's a suitable helper. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, really and so is. I had to learn how to not take questions as frustration. And I was taking them as doubt in what God had given me. And that was not the case at all. It was, okay, God's speaking to you and I recognize it. And I want to know how I can help to bring this vision to pass. Mm -hmm. And so she's very detail oriented. So I learned not the Holy ghost said, well, you just shut up and let her ask the questions and (laughs) give her the answers. She's trying to help you. She's not trying to She's frustrate just trying you. to bring clarity. She's trying how to, to execute. Yeah. And I'm, I and I'm, I'm thinking I said it. Right. Exactly. You know, I'm thinking I said it. What what more right. needs to be? And she's like, no, knucklehead, there's a lot of other <laughs> yeah. stuff that needs to be. There's a lot that has to go. It's like <laughs> to go people show place. up and think, oh wow, this is wonderful. But a lot of things had to take place right. to get to the oh wow, wow. this yeah. looks nice. Oh wow, this has happened. Oh wow, we're doing this, you know. So So how do you guys, how do you all handle uh, or if you ever get to the space of like burnout or just we're doing we're pouring so much of our time or how do you balance that to where you don't get the burnout because I know a lot of people are married to the church instead of being married to each other. That how do you be my question? Well, that's your question, two, Catherine. Two, two I'm sorry. Oh, we see we on one accord. We yes. on one accord. Yes. <laughs> two things if I may start this one off. Number one, I'm taking a Jamaica tomorrow morning. Woo. So you gotta have time away. Okay, Mon. Yeah, yeah, Mon. Been working like we had 13 jobs, man. We're going to Jamaica. All right. So And I think having a spiritual father Mm -hmm. has been just the one thing, if I could say, having Dr. Jacobs and Pastor Diana Jacobs in our lives, in the company of people that God put us with, that and having those times of refreshing Mm -hmm. to go. It's it's not just times that we would go to special meetings, but there would be times we would just take just to go see them, to have fellowship. Mm -hmm. And to have fellowship, you're talking about over 40 years of marriage and over 40 years of ministry. Mm -hmm. And to be able to tap into that. And then the other seasoned pastors that we have met that have been a part of our lives since being connected to them, it has 
made all the difference because Romans one twelve Paul says, I long to see you that I may impart something spiritual to you so that to the end that you may be established. And one of the definitions of that word in part is an endowment, a divine rescue. And so Dr. Jacobs and Pastor Diana and, and the company, the other pastors that are connected to them have been a divine rescue for us. Mm-hmm. So I have people I could pick up the phone and say, hey, yeah. I, I'm I'm dealing with this, you know, this is what I'm dealing with. Or I call Dr. Jackson and say, hey, Dad, you know, I, I hadn't want anything. I'm just calling to check in. Just wanted to hear your voice. Hadn't seen you in a while, so just wanted to call and say hello. And, you know, having that, mm. yeah. that's, made, that's kept us from being burnt out because mm-hmm. I just, I don't ever think about it because he's constantly telling us, finish your course with joy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Finish your course with yeah. joy. And like then having that. those impartations where the Holy Ghost through him has spoken things to us about our ministry. So constantly looking at those personal words that God give you, those prophecies that you get from being in meetings and being around other people, those are recorded. I have those written down. Wow. And so when uh, empty chair, you know, empty chairs can talk. <laughs> they try to talk, <laughs> try to, talk to you. Yeah. So you have to talk back to them. Mm. And one of those things that help you talk back to them, one of those things that help you keep your mind renewed on what God has told you is prophecy is a part of your blueprint. Paul told Timothy, he said, take those prophets in chapter one, verse 18. He said, and war good warfare with them. Mm-hmm. Those prophecies, and mm-hmm. in, in one of the words in the Amplified Bible, it says it's intimations, which is a motivation. So those personal prophecies, he says, some have put them away and have made their faith shipwreck. Mm-hmm. So some people don't finish because they don't have, not that God didn't call them, it's not that they're not anointed. They just didn't have the impartations that they needed to finish. We were never called to do it alone. Okay. So we're talking about couples in ministry. Yeah. Here, that you can hear this amazing, deep thinking that's so simple to truly understand and kind of walk through. Tell us what has been. Uh, Catherine, did you have a question for no, that? No, you just took that one, but that's okay. Keep I think I was, she's she's have I, one in a minute. I'm so into this right now. Okay. I don't want. I don't. I want to make sure she has space uh, yeah, to ask yeah, her questions. I'm just sitting over here like, yes, yes, this is so good. I know. So glad I know them. Uh, my question to you all is that: What has been one of your greatest rewards of being in ministry together? You know. The greatest reward for any pastor is to see the growth in the people. Absolutely. Seeing people take the messages that you're teaching and applying that to their lives and succeeding and moving through obstacles that they've had and getting past those obstacles and never revisiting those obstacles. Mm -hmm. That's what the greatest reward is. That's why we do what we do. Absolutely. Mm. Any specific example? Can I share a story? Uh, Yeah, please. I'd love to hear a story. Yeah, you don't have to tell us names or anything, but love the same circumstances. We have a lady that wound up joining our church who didn't have any intentions on living in Nashville. And they wind up joining our church. And one of the things that so touched my heart was she was sharing a story at church one day and her nephew came to visit and they were driving and her nephew stopped and said, auntie, you have changed. She said, he said to her, you would have normally let two or three rip right about now. (laughs) 
But but he's but if she started talking about, she said, I can hear you, Pastor, on my shoulder saying, Now you can't say that. You can't do that. And one of the greatest rewards as a pastor is to see people live out what you're teaching them. Mm. And and this particular person, when her siblings come into town, they come to the church to hear what she's been learning because her life has been changed. Transformed. 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 One of her nieces actually went to college with me. What? And yeah. showed up at church. And what? showed up at she church. Like, and so, oh, wow. yeah, actually sang in a gospel choir together. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, that right there, that, I mean, if it didn't happen, but just for one person and I pastored for 50 years, it's, it's worth every bit of it. So that's the big thing for us is seeing people take the word because we know how much the word changed our lives and yeah. continues to change. It. Yeah. It's our answer. Mm-hmm. And so when you see other people embrace it as the answer, I know no matter what obstacles they face, if they have the word on the inside of them and they're listening to the Holy Ghost, they'll win. They'll win. Mm-hmm. They'll win. I don't care what it looks like because that's what you need in the midnight hour. Pastor don't live with you. That's right. And so I got to give you something. You got to have that word in yeah, your heart that yeah. you're teaching them. I tell people all the time, I could pray with you. I can encourage you. But if you're facing something in your body and your mind, you're you're the one that's feeling that. Mm. And so I got to make sure that you have something that you can stand on. I hand you this t- piece of tissue paper and you can cry and <laughs> snot it out and I'll let you snot it out. But once we're done, mm-hmm. I'm going to hand you this Bible mm-hmm. and I say, now, you could either stay here or we can move on to victory. I'm here to help you with victory. You could cry and still be in faith, but we, we have to do something with this word if you want some results. Yeah. So yeah. it sounds like it sounds like we're talking about like Everything is so happy-go-lucky, rainbows, unicorn, butterflies, all of that. But just give us one quick, like, what big challenge or obstacle, or obstacle, what obstacle that you guys had you, to overcome yeah. in ministry, right? Yeah, ministry or, or, or your just marriage. Period. Or your marriage, yeah. yes. Uh, I would say ministry is the insecurities. That's probably, you know, having my wife. I tell people, God give you two things to bring you up, a pastor and a wife. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, that. A lot of times you you face insecurities. And hearing my pastor talk about them, and there are things that you have to constantly repeat. And you can't get tired of repetition. And what I mean by repeat, there are things you have to take the word of God and affirm it to yourself because you begin to understand if you don't have boldness and confidence in what God put on the inside of you, then no, when you stand a pastor, no one's going to believe a word that's coming out of your mouth. So what are you insecure that's about? Real. It is well, real. well, do you, you is because you see as a pastor or anybody, you're more familiar with your own inadequacies and shortcomings than anyone else. And I'm probably more critical of myself than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, when you see God do things, it's, it's very humbling. Like God, why would you want me to do this when I know 
there are things that I'm I'm working constantly on myself. And that's where having a pastor uh, comes in because he sees things in you that you don't see in yourself. That's where having a spouse who knows God, they see you see things in you. I mean, I remember times I would stand and I'm preaching the word and I just, my wife is so encouraging and she's my biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And she says, Alvin, where'd you get these examples from? Or I would look over and my wife would be in tears because She's in awe of what I'm saying, and I'm thinking, you in awe, me too. I want to step outside my body and take some notes. And uh, she's very encouraging in that, but I said, sweetheart, really, my sincere desire is I just want them to get it that bad. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm constantly searching my heart saying, Holy Ghost, give me something, show me something that I can relate to these people so that they can see what you're showing me in the word so they can grasp it. So they're not doing that. And so I think, and then I'm, like I said, when I look at the word and the word is constantly challenging me as a person, uh, you, you, you just, you have to turn your thought process to who you are in Christ. Because if you don't, you'll just buckle. The enemy will try to use the insecurities Mm -hmm. to stop you. And you have to say, okay. And then you have to get over people. You Mm -hmm. cannot let people get get in you. Mm. Okay, just give us a little of that there. Uh, My value is not wrapped up in what people think about me. That's right. My value is wrapped up in who I am in Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I know that I'm going to have people. The big one of the biggest freedoms I got from the word was I'm not everybody's pastor. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. My pastor helped me see that. Yeah, that's right. That you know, and that, and that I I tell people all the time. I actually put it in a video that we're here. We're after the word to get results. And if that's not what you're after, this is not the church for you. I'm not the pastor for you. You got to be bold enough to say that. And uh, that's that's. That's been a big help as far as us staying the course. We know what God called us to do. I love it. And that we're not everybody's pastor. And not everybody's And you're okay with that. I'm okay with that. Well, that's, I think that you guys have given us, and I would love for Catherine to talk about this too, because I think that that was our thing too. We do Power Couples Rock and we do all the, the retreats and the workshops. And we know that everybody's not going to be coming to the Power Couples Rock, you know, workshops and retreats and and we have to be okay with that but our hunger and our desire is that when they do come oh yeah that they are being filled and fed and they're getting results because we're teaching principles that come straight from the word of god they're being right? powered up i love you man we gotta love on the people and provide them with what god has placed in our hearts and absolutely you can, um you know like you said we we are our worst critic and we can talk about all the things that we're we're not doing right, where we need to be, you know, powered up even more. But um, we we have to believe what God has put in our hearts to do. He's going to do what he said he was do, what he told us to do when we wrote it down. Absolutely. And, uh, and so. Um, That's the hallmark of our vision. Actually, if I could interject. Yes, please. Um, 
the hallmark of our vision is to teach people how to develop a personal relationship with God by one, searching the scriptures and two, relying on the Holy Spirit to guide them into all truth. Mm. Now, what this does is you place emphasis on doing that. It gives the people the confidence to hear the voice of God and then step out to fulfill the call of God on their lives. And we believe the anointing is on us to do that. And the one thing I want, never wanted to do as a pastor was to coerce people mm into doing something in the church. I wanted them to know from their heart that's what God told them to do because you deal with people in the church at different levels of spiritual development and growth, and people come from different backgrounds. So if pastor always have to coerce you when you're dealing with somebody to have an attitude, that would wear me out, and I can't keep that. And it's short-lived. Yeah. It is very Because they won't short-lived. have their heart and in it. They won't, it's not genuine. It's not their call. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's right. not genuine, and it's not authentic. Mm-hmm. But if you spent time with God because I taught you how to pray, I taught you how to get in your Bible, and God told you, I want you to be involved in children's ministry. Then when you have to deal with a parent with an attitude, pastor don't have to pitch you up. You know God told you to do it, mm-hmm. so you stay the course. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the difference. Wow. Good stuff. Can't wait till you guys hear this podcast. <laughs> oh I know. So tell, go ahead. Couples in ministry. Yeah, so tell them again. The name of the church, uh, the ministry, and how they can get in touch with you all as well. All right. It's True Word Christian Center. We're in the greater Nashville area out in Hermitage, Tennessee. Um, You can go to True Word Christian Center um, website at www.trueworldcc.com or .org. Um, there is a lot of information on the page. You can go to the contact us to get our mailing address or, or street address. Um, if you'd like to support the ministry, you could do that as well. Mm-hmm. There is a button, a link there to say donate now, ways to give. Um, so there's a lot of information. There's also podcasts there where you can listen to all the messages the, that Pastor Alvin has and myself have um, recorded during our either midweek service or Sunday service. We have services at Sunday on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Now, Sunday, it's a full service with praise and worship, children's ministry, all of that. On Wednesday night, it's just our typical Bible study night. So we. But your Bible setters are not typical. But go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, well, they're not typical. Long, okay, so it's, not the, it's not the praise and worship and all of that. Okay, it's just we pray and we straight teaching teach time. Exactly, teach time. Bring your Bible, your pencil, and your paper. They can ask questions and everything if they need to. Right? Yeah, 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 I love it. Well, I, I love leave, it. We leave room to let people answer. You know, raise their hands. Sometimes yes. people are just so used to. They're really good about just letting me teach them. But mm-hmm. if someone has a question, they, they can feel free to raise a hand and ask a question. And only thing I ask is that if I'm not able to answer it, then let me get back with you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the only thing I ask because I may know the answer right then and I may not. But rather than give you information, which is another freeing thing that God helped me to see as a pastor, is that I don't have to answer everybody's questions. I can say I don't know. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I like that kind of people, people, yes. 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 Pastors Alvin and Victoria Parker. Yes. All right. All right. 
So with that being said, oh my God. Well, I just want to say, how have you been inspired? I have been truly inspired. Have you been informed? I have. Have you been educated? I have. Oh, I hope all of our listeners have been yes. doing that. I just love these people <laughs> sitting across the table from us. And we love you guys. Thank you guys you so guys much. You guys were so instrumental in inviting us to church. And I just want to, I wish people would really grab a hold of that. What has been transpired in our lives started because you guys saw us at work. And to, be, and to tell the truth, I hated to see you coming because I knew I wasn't living right. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, you just got to help people out. That was before he met me, y'all. Yeah, right. That was before I met Pastor Victoria. But you guys inviting us to church. Mm-hmm. And I just got to, can I share this quick you story? Can. Yes, absolutely. You invited us to church and we were looking for a church home. And I'll never forget the conversation that Dr. Smith had with us. He sat in that little front room where we do Sunday school with the men's, and he said, I understand you guys are looking for a church. And we said, yes, sir. He said, if you're looking for a dynamic choir, we're not there yet. <laughs> we yeah. were getting there. He's, But we're I'm just telling you what the man right. said. <laughs> no, I love it. He said, we're not there yet. He said, if you're looking for a dynamic young couples ministry, we're not there yet. And he named a couple other things, and he just simply said, we're not there yet. He said, but if you're looking for a place where you can learn the Bible and you can learn how to apply the word to your life, I think we can meet your needs. And I was like, that's all I need, dude. That is all I'm looking for. And so, you know, I think sometimes uh, people underestimate what's going on in their local church because maybe it doesn't look like something else that's popping, that's popular. But because you guys invited us at a critical moment in our lives to a local church, we got what we needed. And look at 22 years mm. of I love being married to Victoria Parker. I'm not in love with the idea of being married. I love being married to her. Mm. And that gave us a foundation, somebody inviting us. So don't ever underestimate uh, inviting people to your local church because you don't know what God can do until you give him an opportunity to pour into your life. So I just, that that's what I so remember about you guys mm-hmm. doing that for us. And so I just wanted to encourage some Thank people you. and let them hear that story because maybe it will help some other folks about their marriage and other things. Yeah, I think you're right. That's awesome, man. And beyond that, it was community. We hung out together. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Encouraging one another in our marriages. Little did we know that we'd be sitting at the table today doing a podcast about marriage and ministry. Isn't that something? Won't he do it? Won't he do it if you let it? Yes. I love it. There you go, Power Couples. Just go to powercouplesrock.com and let's get powered up. The Power Couples Rock Podcast is sponsored by Good Works Imaging, where they specialize in photography, graphic tees, photo prints, photo cards, posters, banners, DVD, picture slides, and so much more. Go to goodworksimaging.net. Goodworksimaging.net, where you can get all of your imaging and photography needs met. Thanks for listening to the Power Couples Rock Podcast. We hope that you've been encouraged inspired and supported please listen and subscribe to our other power pods as we are confident that they will strengthen your marriage 
Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. It's there where we can extend these discussions together, take these conversations and your marriage to the next level. Enjoy your day and power up.